you know, it hits me like, oh, wait, you mean I could have avoided all of this trouble if I had just backed off? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 190 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. 10 more to go. 10 more to go, and we'll hit 200, folks. Woo-hoo! 200. So excited, so excited. I just can't hide it. So what are we doing on the, like, big 200? Are we having a party? I don't know. I ain't thought that far. That's 10 weeks away. <laughs> Before you know it. That is true. That is true. So, this past weekend, David and I were in the mountains. I guess you could call it the mountains. Right kind of at the base of the mountains. Right on the edge. <laughs> we were on the edge of the mountain. Yep. David had gone up there for work, and I met him up there and stayed Saturday night. And it was cold. It was worse than cold. Now, of course, there are some listeners that <laughs> you tolerate below zero temperatures, but for us Southern folk in South Carolina, cold is anything below 70 degrees. <laughs> well, and it was 20-something degrees with the wind 20 miles an hour. Yeah. The cold wasn't too bad, but the wind was just making it cut right through you. Like, it would take your breath away. We had to walk, yeah. what, four blocks back to the car? Yeah. And, you like, you had to stop at one point. Yeah, I had to stop and go get the wind off of me in this little hole. But it really didn't <laughs> help much because it's like no matter where you were, the wind was hitting you square in the face. Yeah. Yeah, Horrible. so we're not used to that kind of weather. I know some people are like, oh, that's nothing. I'm buried under six feet of snow. And this is amazing. I don't like snow either anyway. I like snow. I think it's pretty. David hates it. But I had been talking about the cryotherapy thing. (laughs) Where they freeze your fat off of you. (laughs) After Saturday, eh -eh. not doing that. If you want that, I'll just push you in the pool when it's cold. Oh, gosh. Yeah, make me have a heart attack. Yeah, but you lose weight. I'd be dead, David. (laughs) Dead. Then you wouldn't care about your weight. That is true. Oh, I, I just, no, don't push me in the pool. Anyway, it was a nice 24 hours. <laughs> yep. It was. It was. Well, it's, you know, we don't, we don't do a whole lot when we go on these like one or two day trips. Well, we'll go out and and look around and all that. It's just a matter of like getting away from your normal responsibilities at home. You don't have laundry staring at you, at you, and you don't have the dishes staring at you. You don't have the kids or stepkids or dogs or stepdogs. It's just like, hey, I'm chilling out. I ain't got nothing I got to do. And on the way up there, I'm thinking I am driving two and a half hours to spend less than 24 hours. And then I started thinking, during the week when we were dating, I would drive almost an hour to your house and back home during the week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that long ago, as you reminded me, 
that I drove all the way down to Orlando, Florida for two days and came back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not me, folks. Things you do for your things you do for your kids. Yes. But I mean, I've I've driven all the way out to Texas. Where, yeah, but where was it at in Texas? San Antonio. I drove from here to San Antonio on like Thursday and came back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Drove back Sunday, so three days. Because you're crazy. Drove all, and it's what eighteen hour drive. I drove straight through there, stayed for a couple of days, turned around, drove straight back. The funny thing was, my parents flew back. From there, and I beat them home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's not talk about the airport delays right now. <laughs> Saw a girl that, that I had actually met at a step family summit post on her Facebook page how they got delayed, delayed, delayed. Finally got there. Their baggage was lost. Some of the baggage came a couple of days later. Husbands finally came a couple of days after they got home. Mm. Always pack you some underoos, boys and girls. <laughs> Clean underoos. I always try to pack at least an outfit because I got to get that airport funk off of me. That plane. Little yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, David and I have talked about the Academy and some things that we are thinking about and working on. But the changes that David has made in the Academy, and yes, I say David because he did them. He made it look good, and we've received a lot of compliments. So thank you, David. You're very welcome. I'm here to serve. And thank you for those that have reached out and said, I love what you're doing with the Academy. Yes, thank you. Because, you know, nothing like somebody (laughs) telling you that they like it. I'm sitting there the whole time going, nobody said anything. And I'm of the opinion when people keep their mouth shut is because they're trying to be nice. <laughs> Not Why? Say something you don't? Because most people ain't like me. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, so you know, I was like, give me some feedback here. And I know most people are like, I ain't got time for that. But for, you know, the person who did all the work, I'm like, I hope somebody likes it. I like it. You like it. But at the end of the day, it's the members I need to like it, not me. That's right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That's a rant. Thank you. Uh, yes, things look good. I love all the new functionality, and everybody gets to win things and get badges and nachos. and. <laughs> oh, and we're going to come up with the real prizes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun. Not just learn good stuff, but it's fun. But that reminds me, folks, in less than a month, it is Valentine's Day. Oh, gosh. Why you say it like that, David? Like, we ain't even got past Christmas yet, and now I've already got to buy something else for somebody. Who are you going to buy something for Valentine's Day? I mean, it's bad enough you got to buy something for your significant other, but then you also got to buy stuff for your girlfriend. <laughs> I can't, y'all. I just can't. <laughs> but no, you've got, well, okay. Well, hang on, David. Uh, just hang on. Calm down. <sighs> I know, but you're stressing me out. Well, I'm trying to tell people <laughs> that they can ask their significant other to buy them a membership to the Nacho Kids Academy where they can take the Nacho Kids Boot Camp. We need to do a Nacho Kids Valentine's Day video. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Like, if you really love her, you'll give her the gift of nachos. Or if you really love him. If we really love him, you'll give him the gift of nachos. There you go. And folks, I'm telling you, 
join, start the Nacho Kids Boot Camp. And if on day 27, you're like, this crap ain't helping me none. And if you've honest to God been doing the work, shoot me an email and say, this crap ain't been doing me no good. I want a refund. And I'll give you a refund. Simple as that. Yep. She's telling the truth. Telling the truth, people. That's what I do. I'll be the one sitting there going, they didn't put in the word, they lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we can see if they put in the word. Not that we're going to argue with you, but seriously. No, no, we're not. I mean, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. If you don't, you don't. Well, and I'm going to put it to you this way. If you take 60 days or 61 days, whatever it is, and do the Nacho Kids Boot Camp and follow it up with the Change Your Stinking Thinking Challenge, your life will be different. Yeah, but you just told people they got to jump out in 27 days. If they don't like it, if they're not seeing okay. any progress, but they should be seeing some improvement within the first week. That's true. I've seen it. Again. <laughs> David? You got you got no excuse not to try, is what she's trying to say. Yeah. Because I see all these people, oh, I'm going to leave my significant other. We've done everything. But yet, they've never joined the Nacho Kids Academy. Then you ain't done everything. And I know it's not free, people. I know that. But you know what? Neither is the stuff that we pay to run it. Bam, yow. Anyway, (laughs) we ain't getting on that discussion. (laughs) Our guest today, back on a happy note, is stepmom Carol. Carol has been blending for four years, married for two years, has three stepkids, and two bio kids. Her bio kids are 24 and 22. Stepkids are 18, 7, and 6. Hmm. Okay. David just had a tremor. <laughs> like, okay. Hardest part of her blending is finding the balance and learning how to let the parents do the parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody wants to say, I can do better than that, or I see all the problems here. Let me fix it. The best advice The outcome of the stepkids is not your responsibility. That falls on their parents. Yep. We tell people that all the time, and then they say, but wait a minute, wait a minute, Lori. If we're out to eat with little Johnny, and he's acting like a crazy person, and he's being rude and disrespectful and burping and farting at the table and (laughs) throwing French fries and straw papers at people and... His head, every- his head looks like you could fry an egg on it because it's so greasy. How is that not a reflection on me? Honey, if it, it bothers sounds- you, don't go. It sounds like every time we go out to eat. It does. <laughs> but if it bothers you and you feel like that people are sitting there looking at you going, she's a horrible mom or he's a horrible dad. Look at that kid. First of all, don't worry about what other crap people says. Mm-mm. And crap people, that's what they are. They crap people. <laughs> Don't worry about what they say. Enjoy your time. And if you can't not worry about what people are thinking or saying, then guess what? Don't go. Get you a t-shirt that says, not my kid. Not your kids. No, no. That too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or just get one that says, his kids. <laughs> or her kids. There you go. Yeah, we need one that says, don't look at me. They ain't mine. There you go. That's one, David. I know we I know we have his kids and her kids. 
shirts. We do have yes, those. Yes, we do. Speaking of, if you don't want to join the Academy, go to nachokids.com slash store and check out some of the goodies there. And you can get some of those for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. That's yep. a good one. Yeah, We even got one that's got hearts on it. All right. Well, wait a minute. I done got back to this. Listen. I question this, though, because I've always said this, but I don't even know if your bio kids, how they turn out is your responsibility. Because my mom and my dad raised me and my two sisters. We all turned out differently. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say some good and some bad. We're just going to say some good and Different. some bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? At some point, it's not your responsibility. At some point, no matter what you do as a parent, your kids are going to make their own choices. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up if your sweet little baby girl ends up going buck wild and whatever. Don't beat yourself up. Just do the best you can as a parent. Yep. And a lot of times, no matter how good you do, they still make stupid decisions. And that's okay. That's right. It's a part of part of living, part of life. I've sure I sure made my fair share. And uh some I think some of the probably worst decisions I ever made came right after somebody said, That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it anyway. Yeah. Like I knew better. Or when your kid says, I got this dad. Yeah. Yeah. That is a that is a warning sign that things are gonna get messy. Well, it, it kick you kick into the, I understand it happens to 99% of the people, but I'm the 1%. It's like the, it won't happen to me syndrome. <laughs> yeah. It happens to you folks. Yeah. Okay. Something unique about their blend is husband and his kids are Cambodian. So they have to learn to blend their cultural differences as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, folks. That's enough talking to David right now. Let's get to listening. Today, we have bio mom and stepmom, Carol Chia. Hey, Carol Chia, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You know I think of Chia pets, right? Exactly. Oh, trust me, when I first met him, that's the first thing I said. <laughs> Do you ever buy <laughs> each other Chia pets for Christmas? <laughs> His son has threatened many, many times, and it's not happened yet, so... You should do it. Y'all should have like one of those Chinese gift-giving games. We should. Yes. We should. Or I'm I'm thinking that we should all get individual Chia Pets for all of us and just put them on the mantle. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been blending? Oh, goodness. We, my husband and I met in 2018. And on our second date, he said, so I've got kids. And I said, great. I've got kids too. And he said, no, I've got kids. And at the time they were almost two and almost three. <gasps> so they were baby babies. Yeah. And so he and I uh, have been married now for two years, but we've been, we've been blending for almost four. Okay. So you've got how many stepkids? Three, 18, seven, and six. There is a big age gap there. Huge difference. <laughs> Is it the same bio mom? Yes. Wow. Yes. I was really expecting you to say no. No, nope, same one. Yep. 
holy moly, 11 <laughs> years difference. Yeah, it's it's a big difference. But it, it seems to work with them. I think the oldest one likes being the oldest and he's off at college. So he gets to come and play with the kids every now and then and then go back to his dorm. So that makes him happy. Yeah. And how many kids do you have? I have two. Mine are 24 and 22. Okay. So yours are out of the house. Yes. And they were out of the house before you got married? They were. Okay. Yep. So so I started all over. Yes, you did. <laughs> what were you thinking, Carol? I know. I'm, he's cute. He is, <laughs> he is very cute. <laughs> He'd have to be. <laughs> he charmed me with his ways. So I oh. was, yeah, I was stuck. So you met this guy and he's cute. Second date, he says, I've got kids, like young kids. Did you hesitate to continue the relationship? I went home after that date and talked to my oldest and said, I don't know about this. And he said, Mom, it's just a date. You're putting way too much thought into this. So, But I also knew that the age I was and after going through a divorce, that I didn't want to just play around with dating a lot. So I did take that into consideration and say, well, is this something that I want to commit to? But he and I just clicked. And so I said, you know, we're going to make this work. And it's working now. It didn't work for a while, but it is now. So we're in a really good place now. That's good. So what would you say didn't work? Oh, geez. When we first got together, he and Biomom, it was a very contentious relationship. There were issues with custody and she would withhold the kids and there was a lot of drama there. And they were also really young. So it put a lot of strain on us from the beginning. Biomom tried to cause trouble in our relationship. So we both had to step back a couple of times and say, hey, is this what we want to deal with? And in the midst of all of that, there were a couple of times where she would get upset and just drop the kids off to him and leave for weeks at a time. So that put me in the position of having to be kind of a surrogate mom yeah, to kids who barely knew me. And missed their mama. So it it triggered that instinct in me of, okay, I'm mom. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just going to be mom now. And so here I am trying to navigate a brand new relationship with kids who don't know me and work in a very hectic job, going to school to finish my master's. All of that rolled into one. So... <sighs> I tried to go into fix-it mode and become mom, 100%, mm-hmm. making all the rules, assigning the jobs, doing all the stuff. And those kids went through, and, and it makes me tear up now because I know it put them in such a horrible situation because these were babies that missed their mom. And... They saw that their dad was upset, and here comes a woman that they don't know who is trying to run their lives. 
And now, now we have to keep in mind these are young kids, very young. Yeah, and and all of this was going on. They were by that time they were four and five, but still, but still very young. Yeah, very young. And so um, I know a lot of people, stepmoms in the group or our listeners will say, but they're young kids. They yeah. should adapt easier and. No. It should be a lot easier because it's almost like if they were going to daycare and getting a new teacher and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. No, no. I think it's worse. I think the the funny thing, the, the most amazing part of all of this is his oldest son and I immediately hit it off. We formed a relationship that was just so easy. We mm -hmm. never had to work at it. He never had to confuse me with mom, though. Right. He, knew who his mom was and I didn't try to mom him. He and I have, and still to this day, he's 18. And there are times that I can't distinguish him from my own kids because it's just that easy. Mm -hmm. But the younger two desperately needed that stability of knowing where mom is and knowing where dad is. And there was so much contention going on at the time with the custody battle and all of that, that they were just floundering and it broke my heart to see. And so even though I was really well-intentioned, I meant the best. Of course. I caused more trouble by trying to step in as, as second mom or third parent that they dreaded coming to see me. And that almost sent me out the door. So I had to, and I started listening to you guys and I started reaching out to other, you know, support groups. And I found some great people on Facebook and said, what am I doing wrong? And that's when I realized I'm not their mom. Mm -hmm. And with me trying to act like their mom, I am causing them to miss their mom more and causing them so much instability. They don't know which end is up. Right. And when I backed off, it's like a light bulb turned on. It it was almost an instantaneous change. Isn't it? Um, it it was insane. <laughs> yeah. So we went from, I would cry. I would literally stay at work late. So I didn't have to come home because I knew they would be there. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it would be a total disaster. You know, these, they rebelled against me in ways that they knew would drive me crazy. I am a clean freak. I like to keep my house orderly and they would do things just to set me off. Not and these sweet little babies. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible, but I would walk through the door. There was one time in particular that I came in and bless my husband. He didn't know because uh, he was running around trying to take care of two kids and he was trying to work and all that too. but. They poured an entire bottle of apple juice in the middle of my kitchen floor and met me at the front door just to show me they had done it. <laughs> what did they say? Come here. We got to show you something. Come here. Look what we did. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, and of course they tried to blame each other and that kind of thing, but it hurt my feelings, I think more than anything. And of course, I'm trying to dole out these, these, you know, demands of, okay, you're going to help me clean this up and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I was just making the whole situation worse. Instead of backing off and looking at my husband saying, 
your kids made a mess and mm-hmm. walking away and letting him take care of it. I took all of that on. And of course, I got no response out of them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also, I think later on, my husband and I had several conversations where he said, you know, you're taking my power away as a parent. Repeat you're, that again for the people out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're taking my power away as a parent. And that felt like a slap in the face because mm-hmm. I know my personality and there are things that I know I can do better. <laughs> Whether I can do it better or not, I think I can. Exactly. So I, that was really hard. That was hard on my ego. You know, I've raised two kids. I was a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool mom for all those years with my kids. Mm-hmm. Of course I can raise your kids. But they're different creatures. They didn't come from me. They mm-hmm. aren't, they, they don't have the same little thoughts that my kids did. And, and I was trying to make his kids into my kids without appreciating the fact that they're their own little human beings and have great personalities. And I was completely overlooking that because I wanted them to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it was it was not a happy first couple of years. I will say that. Well, let's back up a second. Okay. So you were talking about how bad things were with bio mom. So she mm-hmm. would, from my understanding, of what you said is she would keep mm-hmm. the kids from him, then all of a sudden dump them on him for a couple of weeks. Yes. Yep. What was she doing? Does she have addiction issues or? No. We. I, I think. One way to explain it is they they come from a different culture. They are, um, I hope it's okay if I say all this, but they are Cambodian and culturally um, divorce is definitely frowned on. And for him to leave and, you know, realize that this relationship isn't working and from hearing him and understanding their past. She is an unstable person to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so he had to to leave the relationship just to hold on to his sanity. And she did not like the fact that he would leave her. Mm -hmm. So up until the past, oh gosh, let's see, about eight months ago, I would guess the youngest looked at me and said, mommy said, you're, you're a stranger and I'm not supposed to talk to you. (laughs) and I said oh well what do you think about that and he said I told mommy that's silly (laughs) and it is silly yeah but she has caused court battle after court battle she actually kidnapped the kids a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving and he couldn't find them for three days that led to him getting full custody and They went through mediation because he never wanted to keep the kids away from her. He thinks it's really important that they're part of her life as well. So now the the court arrangement is they have 50-50, but he has a a, a more direct pipeline, I think, to if there's an issue. Right. He can draw attention to that issue really quickly. And so over the past year, it's not been as bad. Uh, it's kind of settled down a little. So that's nice. And also the kids are getting older and they recognize 
some issues and they will kind of stand up to mom when she's not doing what she needs to do, which is, is nice. And I say they're older, they're only seven and six, but they're, they are pretty savvy. So mm-hmm. it has gotten a lot better, especially since they've started school and have friends outside of school and things like that. So it's easier to handle, but we still have those times where she doesn't want to communicate or she will do things that they haven't agreed on or things like that, that we have to address. But before I pulled away and redefined my relationship with the kids, I was very involved in the whole custody thing. And of course, I know being supportive of my husband as he goes through those things is really important, but I was finding myself directing a lot of those conversations and, you know, working in areas that I shouldn't have been in. Mm -hmm. And when I stepped back from mothering the kids, I also stepped back from mediating his mediation. And it, I think, led to now this nice little piece that we have where I'm involved. And of course, I hear his his complaints and he and I discuss things, but I'm not making decisions. He'll ask me for advice. I give him the advice, whether he takes it or not. That's his business. But I'm not the one making the decisions and emailing the attorney and all of those things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew when I met this man that I wanted to do everything I could to help him be successful with his kids. Right. But I was going about it the wrong way. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, we have the best of intentions. Absolutely. And it's not like you were abusing the kids or anything like that. You were (laughs) just parenting them as far as you need to clean this up or you do this, you do that, things like that. Yeah. But it was still too much for them. Yes. Way too much. And I don't think people truly understand that even as young as these children were, Mm -hmm that biological bond is not there. Right. And some people will say, well, your husband should have just supported you. I see that all the time. People think that I had to nacho because David was a crappy parent and wouldn't parent. No. Right. That's not it. (laughs) No. He couldn't parent because I was Johnny on the spot. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And my husband has the kind of personality where... If he sees that occurring, he's just going to back off and sit down and wait on me to fall on my face Mm -hmm. because he knows that's the only way to snap me out of things. So he's not going to directly challenge me until I have a blow up moment and say, "Okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving. And then he can step in and say, hey, why don't you let me do that? Right. And, you know, it hits me like, oh, wait, I mean, I could have avoided all of this trouble if I had just backed off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you don't realize it. And no. part of it's because I think we kick into mothering naturally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And then the other part is they're kids and you're trying to fix what you didn't break. <laughs> yep. 
And you're trying to give them that motherly figure in the home. Mm-hmm, exactly. It took me a while to figure out that I can be, and it's, it's not a motherly figure, but it is definitely an aunt figure or mm-hmm. a really close teacher figure, something like that, a, a trusted adult figure um, that they can come to and ask questions and play with and all those cool things. I get to, I get to be the fun person in the house. That's really, really cool. Yes. I don't have to make those decisions and, and worry about, you know, well, did they do their homework today? Because I know that teacher is going to call. I don't have to do those things. Mm -hmm. They have two parents and we have now gotten to the point where bio mom has stepped up and she's doing better and she's, involved in their school and she's doing those things that are really good. So I don't have to worry about them being taken care of on a day-to-day level. Right. I get to do the fun stuff. You know, I get to help with school projects and and read books and we're going to make gingerbread ornaments and <laughs> all of that fun oh, stuff. Oh yeah. I got to be the one to wake them up at two o'clock in the morning because I made cupcakes. Oh my God. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's another thing that used to drive me insane. I am I'm a very regimented person. I tell you, I am I work in finance and there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. Because I am a very regimented person and my husband is kind of a laid back dude, which I love. But when the kids would come, especially on the weekends, he would let them stay up till 12 or 1 o'clock. And I lose my mind. Mm-hmm. I want them in bed. You know, we need a bedtime. It's they need their sleep. And he said, "They're kids for right now. They're not going to be kids in just a few years. Can I just hang out with my kids? Who cares if it's two in the morning and we're eating popcorn and watching movies? Who cares? Right? Can I not just be with my kids?" And so, yeah, I, I, have and you're thinking, grown. no, they need to be in bed. They need so many hours <laughs> of sleep. And if they don't get that sleep, they're going to be hellions tomorrow. And, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have, I think through this entire experience, I'm the one who has grown the much, the most. Amen. I have grown to the point where I don't have to fix everything. I can let other people fix stuff or, I can leave it alone because there's nothing to fix. Right. And it's so nice. And so now when the kids come, I can't wait for them to get here mm-hmm. because they're going to tell me about their day and they're going to tell me all the cool things they did. Or in the case of my stepdaughter, she's going to ask for private conversations so she can tattle on her brother. Uh-huh. But, you know, I get to hear all those cool things. And the best line I have learned in all of this step parenting journey is, Go ask your dad. Yes. It's the greatest thing ever. It I is. Don't have, I don't have to give you an answer. Go ask your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll let them have soda. I don't like them to have soda, but they're not my kids. Go ask your dad. Right. So many little things. And my stepson, and this, and this almost made me cry yesterday, they were headed back to mom's and he said, but Car Car, he gave me that nickname. He said, I want to stay with you forever. Oh. And I said, well, I want you to stay forever too. And he said, but I think I'd miss mommy. So can I come sometimes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And here's the thing is you want to stay with me forever as long as I'm the fun aunt. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's little things like that now that warm my heart and watching them grow is so much fun. Putting teeth under the pillow for the tooth fairy and mm-hmm. all those fun little things that I remember doing with my kids is it's such a blessing now that I don't ever want to go back to that time before where I would stay away from them because I I was such a nervous person or, you know, I knew that my house was going to be a wreck when I got home. So I would just avoid it or any of those things. I don't have to go through that now. And now they will clean up their rooms. I don't ask them. Their dad doesn't have to ask them. They just do it because they know I like it done that way. And Mm -hmm. So now we have this respect thing in the house where they'll do things for me just because they know it makes me happy and I don't have to ask. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to sit here and cry the whole time, but that's okay. It is okay. And I know you made a comment that through this journey, you've grown the most. Yeah. Honey, that is the truth. It is. I have grown so much through this. And I don't know, honestly, if I would have been in a nuclear family, Mm -hmm. well, you know what? I know I wouldn't have grown this much. I would have stayed in my Lori's way or the highway mode. Exactly. Absolutely. But you, you have to give more and you have to compromise. And no, it does not mean shoving everything under the rug and letting the kids walk all over you. Exactly. But if I have OCD Mm -hmm. and the kids come in and drop their book bags, I have the problem. I need to figure out how to deal with that. It's not them. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of that can be asking your husband for help. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, now I've got the relationship with the stepkids where I can say, did you really just leave your shoes on the floor? (laughs) Or somebody's going to trip over them. And they'll go, yeah, I did. Or something silly. But we have such a different relationship now. Oh, it's so much nicer. It's so much nicer. Yeah, especially the youngest, who is, he is a literal hurricane wrapped up in a tornado with no front teeth. He is, oh my gosh. And he tends to be my messy one. So he just walks through the house and things fall off of him because he's so messy. Uh-huh. And, but Pick now we in. have this, re- he, he, before I would, that would drive me nuts and I would get so anxious. And now all I have to do is say, Hey babe, can you put that on the shoe rack? Oh yeah, sure. And it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's just that nice little arrangement that we have. I, I did, there was a time a couple of weeks ago that we just bought a house. We just moved in in October. So, and they have their, they have their own rooms, which they don't have at their mom's house. So they're thrilled. Mm -hmm. And so they were, I was outside doing some yard work and I had uh, told my husband that I was going to be working and couldn't be keeping an eye on them. And he said, okay, great. So he was in the garage. He was keeping an eye on the kids, but they started running around the house and pulling on the screen door. And the way they were pulling on the door, they almost tore the door handle off of the screen door. Mm -hmm. So again, (laughs) just being kids, not being mean, just being kids. 
And so my husband said, well, you're the one that saw it. You're the one that needs to address it. And I said, great. Okay, I can do that. And so I sat him down and I said, listen, guys, I know that you're excited that we have a new house and I am too, but we want to take care of the house, right? And if you're unsure of something, if you don't know if something can get broken or whatever, just come ask me. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, I'm sorry. And it was done. It was, it was over. But if that had been before, I think they would have broken the door on spike just right. because they knew it would have, you know, driven me crazy. So it's, it's nice that we found this balance that allows us to express ourselves and to be honest with each other, but see results where we're all happy. So, right. and I haven't heard the, you're not my mom in forever, which mm -hmm. is super nice. <laughs> yes. Well, and just to clarify, mm -hmm. it's not like one day you said, okay, I'm going to step back. I'm not showing these kids. Mm -hmm. And then the next day you were able to say, hey, can you pick your shoes up? Right. Oh, no. It took a while. Absolutely. Because you have to stop the habit you're doing of parenting yes. them. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to trust that you're not going to do that again. Mm -hmm. And then you have to rebuild that relationship with them to where they realize you asking them to put their shoes up is not you trying to parent them. It's not you trying to be mean to them. It's mm -hmm. just you as an adult or even as a friend, we can say. Right. Asking, can you do this? Exactly. And, and it's also the fact you form it in the way of a question. Exactly. Absolutely. I, uh, I, there were a lot of times as I pulled back that I left the room a lot. There were a lot of times that I would just have to walk out and not say anything. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and my husband does things differently than I do. He doesn't mind if the kids make a total mess all at once, as long as they clean it up when they're done. Mm -hmm. I would rather them clean up one thing before they go play with another thing. I had to let all that go and say, you know what? If it bothers me, I'll remove myself from the situation. I'll go in my room. I'll go watch TV there and not deal with it. And lo and behold, I would go out after they were finished, whatever, and the room would be clean. It wasn't done the way I would have wanted it to through the process, but the end result was the same. Right. It, it took me, and again, that's why I say that I'm the one that's grown the most out of this. I had to be retrained. I don't think the kids had to be retrained at all. It was me. Right. So, and now I can, it's almost like I had to learn to trust the kids just the same way they had to trust me. Yes. But you so, know, from being in step-parent groups, and that there are a lot of, we'll say step-moms, but even some uh -huh. step-dads that'll say, oh no, that's my house. Right. I'm not going to go in my bedroom and mm -hmm. to avoid their mess. They Absolutely. need to clean it up. Yep. Yep. Is that the yeah. hill you want to die on? Do you exactly. want a happy life and happy relationship with your partner yes. and your and their kids? Or do you want to be in constant turmoil and fighting? Exactly. Yeah. And 
we do have the distinct advantage that we only have the kids half time. If we had them full time, I think the situation would definitely be different. But I think the approach that I would take would still be the same. Mm -hmm. But I can see where step parents who have the kids full time have a different experience than I do. But still, I think approaching it from the perspective of trusting your spouse, trusting your partner that they will do the right thing and giving up that control as hard as it is. And I know for me, giving up control of my house is so hard, Yes, but giving it up allows my brain to rest and I can appreciate the fun things. And there's nothing that a vacuum cleaner and a mop won't take care of when they're not here. Right. So. And for those step moms or step parents that have their kids full time, that's when the step parent needs to talk to the bio parent and say, I need this to happen. Exactly. Yes. And then the bio parent can make sure it happens. Again, it doesn't mean the stepmom needs to come in there and raise all sorts of cane when the kids are playing. You need to pick this up because you're through with it and whatever. But work with your partner to achieve the things that you need. Absolutely. Not You don't need 8,000 things. Right. You have to determine the ones that are most important to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One of the most important conversations that my husband ever had with the kids was, hey, this is your stepmom and she's my wife. This is also her house. So you need to respect her as an adult in the house. Mm -hmm. And with them hearing that from him also changed a ton. Right. It it made them they're still looking to him for direction, but they're respecting me as the other adult in the house. And now it's just this kind of normal flow. Mm-hmm. They still know they go to dad to ask the questions or things that need, you know, big decisions. But they also know they can come to me and ask me if they can have a juice box. So we've found that that balance of, oh, okay, this is a question that dad is probably going to want to have. And right. Or they will come to me and say, hey, can I ask you this? Or is this a dad question? Oh, I love that. It's great. They are so good at that. Even to the point where my stepdaughter had asked her dad if she could have a private conversation with me. Instead of just coming to me saying, hey, can I talk to you? She said, hey, dad, can I ask our car some questions? Yeah. (laughs) She said, sure. But that was a big deal. And, And she is the one who can can turn your heart over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she wrote me a letter that said, thank you for helping me love the inside of me. <gasps> and <laughs> it's on my fridge. And it also said, I'll be there to take care of you anytime. And so, yeah. <laughs> and those were things that I would have never been able to experience if I had tried to be their mom. So I am privileged to not be their mom because I get to have a relationship with them that is completely unique, that nobody else can have. And it is a privilege to get to see them every day and know that they trust me the way they do. And that the fact that they come here because they want to see me, not because they have to. Yeah. 
And my own it kid is. threatens to throw me into a nursing home. <laughs> and you've got your stepkid saying, I'll take care of you. Don't you worry. It's so funny. My youngest, my 22 year old is autistic. And so he's a very black and white thinker. And he tells you exactly what's on his mind. And he said, mom, you are so much better with these kids than you are with us. Oh, I'm sure. Because you don't have to carry that weight exactly. of being their parent and yep. worrying about how they turn out. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't understand, but I think when you nacho properly mm-hmm. and it's out of love, yes. that you can be a safe place for these kids to fall. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I feel, especially for my stepdaughter. She is she's very observant, sometimes too observant. She is a little wiser than her years. and she internalizes a lot of stress. So when she feels stressed at mom's or in different situations, she comes to me and Mm -hmm. she just likes to, you know, sit on the couch with me or we talk about ridiculous stuff. She likes BTS and Blackpink. So we talk about music or, you know, little things, but it's just a way for her to decompress. And I don't have to ask her a question and she doesn't have to tell me anything going on. But she knows she can if she needs to. And so she is the one, her mom, of course, having two boys and one girl, mom really gravitated toward her daughter. Mm -hmm. And so much so that the boys tended to be ignored and a lot of attention was placed on my stepdaughter. And I think a lot of bio moms don't realize the pressure that that puts children under. When you know that you're getting all the attention and your siblings aren't, that puts a huge amount of pressure on those kids. And she has reacted to that really badly. It's caused her to be very nervous at night. She has to have someone to sleep with her. She can't, she struggles with being alone in a room for too long by herself. Mm -hmm. And she will tell me these things. And she'll tell me things that she struggles to tell her dad. And he was a little concerned about that. He said, why doesn't she come to me and talk to me about this? I said, because you're a boy. Right. <laughs> she she needs to have that, that female that she can talk to, but she knows is going to listen and not put any more stress on her. So she has grown. I, I did not think that I would have the kind of relationship that I have with her. I always thought that I would have a relationship with the boys and that mom would really try to block a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. And I honestly believe that the relationship my stepdaughter and I have formed is so much stronger than even with the boys. I, I didn't think that was going to happen, but she comes to me now with questions that, you know, it, again, I feel privileged that she feels that comfortable to come to me and mm-hmm. to want to be around me. So I'm just, I'm just sitting here crying, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good crying now. It is a good crying. I am so proud of them. They it are used just, to be a sad crying. 
it was it was a horrible cry. Now it's I can't wait to see them. And they make me happy just walking in the door. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, it can happen, people. It can happen, but it takes work. It does take work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's not it doesn't fix itself and it's not going to go away on its own and you can't pretend that it's not there and you can't ignore it. You have to face it head on, you have to come up with a game plan, work with your partner and work that plan every day. Yes. And when you do, that plan then becomes habit and that habit becomes comfortable and everybody feels that. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of times people believe that the kids need you to parent them. Right. But I think there's confusion in parenting versus adulting. Oh, that's good. Yes. That is 100% right. Yeah. You are still the adult. You're going to make sure they don't hurt each other. Mm -hmm. If they need help fixing lunch, you'll help them. Exactly. But you're not parenting. Exactly. It's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So huge. And it's so much fun to adult with them when I took the parent out. So we get in the kitchen all the time. We, I've, I've taught these kids to do laundry. I've, we do all kinds of, of cool and fun and useful things. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to come at it from the teacher perspective, from you know the educator perspective or the caregiver perspective. And, it, and I know a lot of people will equate step parents to babysitters. We're not babysitters. Right. But a, sometimes we have to be in that mindset. Sometimes we have to be in that mindset, but it's a, it's a different kind of relationship where a teacher doesn't consider themselves a babysitter to kids for six or seven hours a day. Right. They are the caregivers and the instructors. And that's, that's where I think our relationship has evolved and turned into. I worked in preschool for years. So that's the way I feel that I approach them now. So they just know me as the really fun, crafty lady that we're going to go do some fun stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to Dollar Tree a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kids their age, heaven. Oh, my goodness. And it's, I have artwork all through the house, which is fabulous. So it's, a fun time to be in. Now I'm I'm interested to see how things will evolve as they get older. Mm-hmm. I know with the 18 year old, I am his number one advice giver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he calls me first, but he also knows that I I do a lot of writing, have a blog, so I do a, a lot of writing and communicating that way. So he, of course, will ask me writing questions or school questions. But he'll call just out of the blue and say, hey, let me ask your advice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, great. And I'll say, is this a dad thing? No, it's not a dad thing. Can you just answer it? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see where the relationship with the younger two goes. I think we've set a good foundation now where it can grow and evolve. And I know it will change. And I'm prepared for a time when I know the kids will probably pull away from me 
and that'll be okay. Because, yeah, because it won't be permanent. It, exactly. And, and we'll get to that point where I'm still stepmom and they'll still care about me and want to, you know, come around, but it's, it's going to look different. And so by pulling away and doing this nacho method with these kids, it allows me to be ready for that evolution and mm-hmm. to see it as it happens and just kind of let it happen organically right. and let it morph into where it's going to go. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the time that passes because that means I'll be older, but I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and, and how the relationship with my stepdaughter at seven looks like when she's 13. Mm-hmm. But Again, that's a huge difference because I'm looking forward to those changes. I'm looking forward to her time with my family and and all of us being part of this family instead of dreading it. So I just think I'm looking forward to watching these kids change the world because I think they will. Oh, I love that. And I hope you hold on to that letter forever. Oh, it's it will be framed and I have a, a shadow box table that has all the memories of my kids. And now I've started adding memories of his kids. And so it's full of awesome memories. So yeah, that is that is going into the shadow box table. So I won't lose it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's your bio kids? I know they're golly a lot older than your stepkids. Oh, but yeah. how do they get along? Do they see oh, each goodness. other often? All the time. Yeah. They're here quite often. My kids love them. They are all super close. Thanksgiving and Christmas around here is wild. So it's my kids love having them as younger siblings. And so much so that if we ever go anywhere, my kids will say, oh, yeah, I have so many brothers and sister. You know, they they just include them in as their brothers and sister. So they can't mm-hmm. wait to be here. I, I told them the other day that they only come to see their mom when the kids are here because they just <laughs> want to see the kids. But that relationship with those kids, and I think it it did help since my kids are so much older that my kids felt like they just inherited new little playthings to take shopping and go to the park and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah, but they love it. That's great. Yeah. One thing I want to cover before um, we wrap up is you talked about giving up control. Yeah. And again, a lot of people, oh, why should you have to give up control and it's your house and this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, it was giving up control of things I didn't have control of in the first place. Exactly. And <laughs> learning to control myself and how I let those things affect me. Yes, 100%. Yes. And when I gave up control that wasn't mine to take, it allowed me to experience my own life and do things on my own that I wouldn't have been able to do had I kept buttoning in where I didn't need to. Right. I finished my MBA. I started a new job. I did all of these cool things and and I I started writing and I gained a, a little audience that way and and things like that that I never would have done if I had stayed on the path that I was on. And mm-hmm. that's, again, when I say I'm the one that's grown the most out of it, I get to experience really good stuff and 
be able to grow in ways that are just mine outside of kids. And, and it has, and it enriches, it enriches me in so many ways. It enriches my writing. It, It enriches ways that I talk to other people because nachoing these kids has also taught me that I can nacho a lot of other situations that I don't need to be a part of. That's right. It's let me grow as a person and zip my lips sometimes and listen to other perspectives. And it changed my perspectives on a lot of different areas instead of staying so stuck in my ways. I have grown in ways that have nothing to do with kids. So I am so thankful that changing a relationship with kids before I lost my mind has enabled me to do so many things that I never would have done had I not done that. Same here. Same here. Well, Carol, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. And stay in touch with us because I am interested how things progress with these kids over time. I know you're going to have challenges when they hit those teenage years and they get a little mouthy and stuff, (laughs) but I'm glad that you realize it's not going to be that way forever. Right. Exactly. I will. I will definitely stay in touch. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I find it funny, the number of bio parents that we'll say flip-flop on their responsibilities as a parent. Can you define flip-flopping? Yes, I can. Like an egg or like a pancake. <laughs> you flip it from one side to the other. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this bio mom tried to alienate the kids from the bio dad, but then she'd come drop them off for weeks at a time. I don't think that's how alienation works. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You must understand alienation, dear David. Okay. Please explain. Alienation can be more than just physical alienation. Mm. Number one. But number two, if she kept the kids from him for two or three months and it was his time, then yes, she is alienating him. Okay. But then she flip flops and comes back and says, here, and disappears for two weeks. So then she's anti alienating him. Mm hmm. And her doing this has made stepmom Carol kind of feel like she had to become a surrogate mom. Hmm. Stepmoms or stepdads, if the other bio parent is not present, they feel a lot of times that they have to replace that person. You can't replace some people. No. You can't. But I wonder if... That was an internal instinctual feeling or a, I feel bad for these kids thing, or I'm trying to help my significant other thing. I'd say all the above. No. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> David, I hate you weren't a part of this because it's, we talked about how the kids would do things to press her buttons. Good kids. No. <laughs> what do you mean no? Bad. Bad button-pushing people. No. Yes. No. I used to push my mom's buttons. Oh, <gasps> You admit it? Yeah, and the only reason I admit this is I was writing something today about there's International or National Bubblegum Day coming up next month. My mom hated 
the smell of watermelon bubblegum. Every time I went into Springdale Superette, I'd get some watermelon bubblegum. <laughs> I love some watermelon bubblegum. Did you love it because, it because it tasted good, or you loved it because your mom hated the smell of I it? I think it tasted better that she hated the smell of it. <laughs> it was the one way to have control. You are a horrible, horrible kid. I know. Let's not talk about that on this episode. <laughs> David, you got anything else you want to say to our lovely listeners? Join us next time when we hear Lori say, Franco, you called us a freaking coward? (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Just remember, life is good. We need nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.